Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Andy Potter. Hey. We're back to talk <laughs> to talk Ruby here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Um, Ruby Volume 5 has premiered on uh, Rooster Teeth uh, yesterday, and we are getting into the first episode chapter today. Welcome to Haven. Uh, this is the start of our, once again, uh, recurring um, regular Ruby coverage here at the Overly Animated Podcast. You can find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for the over- search for Overly Animated Ruby on uh, iTunes or your favorite podcast. You can subscribe to our Ruby-specific iTunes feed. Don't mind the negative reviews there. More on that in a second. And um, you could also subscribe to us on YouTube if you're listening there. So um, we're getting into Welcome to Haven. Uh, we're very excited that Ruby's back, but... Uh, at first, I have some warnings to give for our Ruby coverage. This applies to all Ruby podcasts coming up this, this season. And I did this last year and it was moderately successful. So I'm going to try this again. Um, please heed these warnings. If you are new and you don't know what you're getting into, I need to preface everything we're about to say with the following. And by hearing these warnings, uh, you are <laughs> consenting to that, uh, <laughs> this is what's going on here. Okay. So like, I don't say I didn't warn you. Like, if you listen further, you need to understand that, uh, that these three things apply. Number one. Okay. And this is the most important thing, guys. Uh, we have a history of being very negative about Ruby. Uh, Delaney and I have, uh, have covered the show for volumes three and four. And, um, at times we were not the biggest fans of those seasons. Uh, that's so not, tired. that's not to say that we are going to be inherently negative about the show. We are just an objectively critical, uh, podcast. So if there's a bad episode, we're going to say it's bad. If it's a good episode, we're going to say it's good. Um, it is possible that you will not be able to handle that. Uh, but <laughs> Believe me, I have a lot of evidence that says that at least half of Ruby fans cannot handle that. Um, it's not, not, not against Ruby fans in general. You know, there's a lot of different types, but, um, if you don't want to hear people being critical about Ruby, maybe it's your favorite show and you just want to hear people being happy about it. I understand. Just don't listen. Like, you don't have to listen. Um, and you should listen because it's, you should like, like, we're, we like the show. And this is another thing I want to, uh, another preface I want to say. Um, this is actually one of my favorite shows. Not, you might not get the impression of that. Um, but the only reason I care enough to criticize it is because I really care about this world and these characters. So we genuinely like the show. We are, we will probably be negative about it. And you need to understand that going in. Okay. Number two is, um, we tend to analyze things from a socially progressive, uh, slant. So if the very concept of hearing a feminist critique of Ruby enrages you, then you should probably not listen further. Um, that is probably a lot of you, but it's not like, so we might not say analyze anything from this slant on any given podcast. It's not like it's going to be incredibly pervasive throughout these discussions, but just be aware that we tend to analyze things like, oh, there's not representate gay representation here. There's uh this was a very sexist thing to do. We're, we'll we'll say those types of things. If you can't handle that, then it might not be for you. And the number thing is more of a plea than a warning. Please be nice in the comment sections. Um this is the only podcast where I have to ask this, uh the show. Um but uh just I re- actively encourage you to comment on any of our podcasts, including reviews, comments on YouTube, on our website. Um, just understand that I personally will be seeing every comment and likely responding to you. And um, we are not a professional podcast. Um, this is we I, I see we're not that big. I see every comment and um, it will hurt me if you if you are mean. So um, don't this, hurt Dylan. This is, <laughs> seriously, though, we like 50 over 50 percent of the negative comments we've ever gotten are for Ruby podcast so just chill a little bit like i perfectly if you want to say i disagree with what you were saying um and here's why and um that's fine just don't say it in like you guys are idiots like just just different there's a difference between those two okay so all of that being said anything to add delaney um i'm a woman and if that bothers you (laughs) you probably okay yeah i think that's slightly covered on the social progressive stance but yeah we'll have delaney um also Haley might be joining us later yes we'll have a female ruby co-host here but uh it was just delaney and i for the previous seasons we'll have some new voices here some new perspectives andy's here today Haley will be joining us later so 
Um, maybe, maybe, uh, that'll shake things up on the Dylan Delaney, um, tend to be negative, uh, dynamic about Ruby, but we'll see. But we're starting off today with Welcome to Haven, uh, volume five, uh, chapter one. Very excited, uh, that this volume five is finally here. Uh, 14 episodes of the season, uh, two more than normal. So it's going to be, going to be a long run here, but let's get into this episode. Delaney, what are your thoughts on Welcome to Haven? Um, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I mean, it was good. I think I think it was fine. Um, I was a little lost at the beginning. It's been a while since yeah. volume four. Um, I was really confused. Uh, this felt really. I don't know. It's not like it wasn't. It was slow, but it wasn't slow in that I was like, "Is this ever going to end? Like, how much longer do I have to watch this?" It was like it was slow, but then it just didn't feel like a lot happened. Mm-hmm. Like, we had our little snapshots, which I appreciate. I was like, I want to know where everybody is right now. I mean, I thought it was fine. Um, there was not enough Blake, which is my usual critique of Ruby, is that there was not enough Blake, because she's my favorite character, and she's obviously the best. Yes, yeah, see uh, uh, last season for yes. that. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I thought it was fine. I think we, we do some interesting things. Um, considering how slow last season was, I'm already kind of excited, because, look, we're somewhere. There is something happening. And we are posed to hopefully soon bring everyone together. We are finally having some direction, which, oh my God, if we had had this episode last season, like, who knows what would have happened? Yeah. Like, it's incredible. So I'm excited. I'm seeing some direction. I can see how maybe soon Team Ruby will be back together because that's all I care about at this point. That's my only goal for this season is for them to be back together. Oh, don't start that already. It's, uh, <laughs> it's gonna, Selena, this is, don't, don't hold your breath on that. This is going to be a long season. I know, but it was, I mean, I thought it was fine. Um, the music, the new music's really great mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed it. Like I was like, considering my low expectations, I think this was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, it, this was a very long episode uh, relative to other yeah. No, episodes, I was like, so. how long is this going to be? And I was like, oh my god, why is it half an hour? Yeah, this is finale sized, but um, it's like we did. We at least checked in with everyone, right? So it was yeah. it was it was time well spent. We'll we'll, we'll see. But um, okay, there you go, uh, Andy. What are your thoughts on Welcome to Haven? Uh, this episode, like on its own as a unit, I really liked, which surprised me. I guess I guess low expectations and all that, but um. The production has really improved this season. I, there was a lot of stuff that looked a lot better. I didn't like that they we did like a slideshow when we saw Haven, but other than that, it was really a lot better looking than other seasons. Um, that we got exposition, and exposition was done a lot better than in the past. I mean, there's some things I really didn't like that were specific, like really specific moments, and I really didn't like some things in the larger scheme of the plot. But this episode on its own was actually a lot better than I was expecting, and I liked it. Um, I wish that we could do it without Crow talking as much and have Ruby a little more, but we did better than other episodes and other seasons in this episode. Uh, yeah, uh, co-sign on most things said here. Um, I think everyone can play Crow. Shut up. Yeah. I mean, this is, I feel like this is not as much of a problem in this episode as others with Crow just babbling on and on, but, um, yeah, it's, I think we might be on the right track here. Um, I, I think Welcome to Haven is a decent episode of Ruby and, um, if if this episode aired last season, which I agree with Delaney, this is like one of my main things, this would have been one of the best episodes of the season. And um like it also would have just alleviated a lot of the frustrations that we had. Um like we checked in on everyone in one episode, we had like not really progression, but like at least it was moving. And um also the the biggest thing I think is that this was like an exposition heavy episode with the sh- which this show really struggles with. And I think this was one of the best uh ones they've done. Um, we, we really, we don't really introduce n- new concepts. We kind of just tie things that we'd infuriatingly introduced randomly together, which I think really worked. Um, we had a really long exposition scene that took out most of the episode and I thought it was completely fine. Um, it's, it's like very different from the, from the show normally. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed and appreciated that. And I think we're really trending in the right direction there. Um, I, I agree with Andy The this, I think this is again, one of the best looking episodes the show's done, which is always what we say, like, despite the fact that we have some 
problems with maybe narrative and characterization um the production quality of the show has just kept going up i personally actually really enjoyed the slideshow in the beginning so we can talk we can discuss that i think that's like that's like a really good innovation for this show um and uh, i think it's a sign that the show is just uh gonna keep trying new uh kind of tech technological things that will increase production values um and uh i think there's stuff to be yeah like we move the plot along like we didn't hold off this oscar reunion until later in the season that's a good sign we just got it right away like oscar's back with the group now or not back but osbin i guess um and uh even though it's going to be a continued source of frustration that team ruby separated indications are not good that they will reunite anytime soon uh you know, the only the only evidence that they will even reunite this season is that they're together in the intro. But that's yes. not like that's not the, the intro isn't real. So it's uh, it may not even happen. <laughs> I mean, Blake hasn't even left her house yet. Right. I mean, plot wise, I mean, plot wise, they're all well, except for Blake. They're all moving in the same direction. Like they're all going yes. to yeah. the Bronwyn tribe. But uh, I don't know what the heck Blake's doing. Y- yeah, they, yeah, so that might, yeah, so Yang is not headed in the direction of Ruby right now, but Ruby might be headed in Yang's it. direction, and um, Weiss is headed towards Ruby, but Ruby might go, and uh, and Blake is the only one who's stagnant. Yeah, that's true. Um, that being said, uh, we'll see, because uh, one of our, our, basically our number one critique of last season was that the, one of the best things about the show is the dynamics between Team Ruby, and we just had an entire season without Ruby together, and it made things really stale on the show. And I think that will likely continue into this season, although I don't think this, this episode, unlike a lot of others, last season really suffered from the lack of Team Ruby together. Um, like, I think there's enough going on and enough interesting uh, character elements, um, that uh, it was it was fine that they were not together, but uh, my patience will not hold hold long on on this season. We'll see. So, uh, rare positive remarks all around on Welcome to Haven. Uh, let's let's get into specific things in this episode. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I think either the number one thing is is either Oscar at the end or the exposition uh, chunk and the summer maiden, spring maiden, spring maiden, spring. It was yeah. Spring maiden. So. Um, what, what do we want to get into first? What are we more excited boys by Spring Maiden or Oscar? Uh, I, excited is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I have more to say about the the Lionheart discussion. I guess is if that's what you want, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, yeah, that is the thing that took up the most time in this episode. So let's start with the with Lionheart, Spring Maiden, Crow, all of them in uh, Lionheart's office. So. There was I, I agree with Delaney. It was it was kind of hard to remember exactly what happened going in. Um, not that I'm like advocating for this, but it might've been helpful to have it previously on. Uh, like I went, I went back and watched the second half of the last finale, but, um, like I, you have to remember that Dr. Watts is, uh, controlling, um, Lionheart or like, he's like, uh, Lionheart's an informant for Watts. Watts, you barely even remember who Watts is. It's just one of Cinder's, uh, uh, henchmen. Yeah. So, um, that was, uh, maybe that's a surprise if, if that wasn't remembered, um, throughout that discussion. Oh yeah, I definitely didn't remember. Yeah. So that's what the W was. And, um, we'll see if Dr. Watts plays into the season, but, um, yeah. So Crow says, uh, that, I mean, there's a lot of like checking in, like Mistral's in chaos, Mistral's at odds with Atlas. At- that was kind of like a running theme through last season, the Atlas thing conflict. And, um, it doesn't really pay off at all other than this though in the episode. Really what we, we focus on is the spring maiden and, um, we learn that maidens are the only ones that can reach, uh, the chamber that each relic is locked in. Um, the winter maiden, uh, can get the relic of creation. The summer maiden, the relic of destruction, <laughs> fall is choice, spring is knowledge. So. Huh, I wonder which of our characters will be who. Well, yeah. it's not clear to me what's going on in terms of anything, but I really appreciated this development because we randomly introduced relics last season after randomly introducing maidens the season before, and that was very infuriating, but we tie the two together here. That yeah. that's yeah. exciting for me. Like we didn't add something new. We just we just tied elements together. Did you did you like that, Delaney? I did. I mean, it was nice, like just to find like, okay, these things are all related and there's a reason. Um it's interesting, like I don't know, like I guess I was just like, are they all just running around? Like it's just very confusing at this point about <laughs> Because, like, we just randomly bring them up, and it's, like, I don't, like, it's just really confusing. But I am glad that we, like, tied this together. Also, now that they have established that the different maidens represent different things, I am even more convinced that all of our characters will become maidens. 
Yeah, and it's so unclear to me what like where the other maidens are, like what uh what's even what's the but, future with any of them. But that's my problem with all this. Like the more we talk about the maidens, the more I need to ask why does no one else in the world know about the maidens? It doesn't make any kept sense. Secret. Uh yeah. it's 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 a secret. But, but why? Why is it kept secret? The world would, I think they explained they said the world would freak out if they knew, right? But I mean, that makes no sense to me if they, like, it's like, why they, it it appears to be that most of these maidens have been, like, heroes or whatever. Why would they freak out to know that there's this powerful hero protecting them? Also, like, they need to protect them, too, because, like, because I guess because of the way the mythology is structured that, um, when they, the, they pass it on to the last person they see, right? Um, right, yeah. so people can just kill them. So you can just no, kill the them. That's an, thinking of. Yes. The last person they're thinking of. That's like female that they're thinking of. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that so that's a really easy way to... Um, <laughs> that's a, a terrible mechanism to base your, yeah. um, your magic also, on. Also, that would be a really great mechanism to make them gay. <laughs> okay um well we'll talk about that when we talk about the spring maiden because yeah um but uh it's it's uh yeah at, at least we tied them together i think you just have to accept base level this is what's happening but Andrew, yeah like, I, I accept it it's just it feels a little loose sometimes yeah, yeah well obviously it's loose but uh it's it's we have very little explained here but i do like we tie we're tying them to the relics and um i guess we're going after this relic of knowledge um yes yeah which is so we know that Ozpin's cane is a relic. Is that confirmed? I don't even remember, to be honest. Uh, I don't think so. But again, a lot has happened. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I apologize if if we misrepresent things. But um, so yeah, that might be a thing. We need the spring made into um to open the relic of of knowledge wherever that is stored. Um, so yeah. so yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I like that they're tied in together. Um, we learn that uh, the Spring Maiden is in play this season. Um, she ran away a decade ago. She was picked up by the Bronwyn tribe, and Raven has her. So, uh, yes. yeah. And Crow has the location of the Raven tribe. Even though Crow and Raven met last season, <laughs> um, I don't know. And they're siblings, and, um, you know, I feel like we should have known this a while ago, but, but whatever. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Like... A lot of it does. It's just like okay. I mean, I'm glad like we're, this is this is what we're talking. We're all going to end up fighting Raven. Okay, that's fine. It's just like we took a long winding road to get here. Yeah. Can we check in on the other maiden? So the <laughs> the, the fall maiden we know is it was Amber, and that was uh, and and um, Cinder took her powers, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the other ones we don't know about. Right. Okay. Correct. So uh, in theory, they just all exist at once. Which we did. Yes. I, that's the impression this episode gives. I didn't even know that. Um, oh, you you thought like it was one person that changed with the season, right? Or something? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think the show gave an indication, any any indication before that the others were alive. So that's interesting. I was under the I was always under the impression that there was four, but I I don't blame I I, I can get how you got there from what the show has shown us. Yeah. So I guess the others are hiding somewhere. Um, I still I do think there's a decent chance that they like. Um, that they go recur into our, our heroines, but I don't think the show really has given indication of that yet. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, anyway, this, this spring maiden. Um, so we also, so the, we do, we don't see the spring maiden here, but the intro later, uh, we do get a shot of probably who the spring maiden is. There's Cinder next to a new blue eyed, um, kind of punk looking girl. And, um, yeah, she's got tats. Yeah. She is, uh, that I don't is it like a bird, a symbol of the tribe? I don't know. Um, but yeah, there so she probably is the spring maiden is theorizing all the fans are theorizing. Um, Delaney, what do you think of going after uh the spring maiden this concept and also this first uh shot we see of her? Well, I think this like first shot, like she looks really cool and it'll be interesting to like interact with her. I think like I understand, like we need to rescue her, but then I'm also like, she's part of the tribe now. Like maybe, she, like, what if you kill her on accident? Like, what are you doing? So yeah, it seems it seems like I they, don't know. I don't know about the strategy here. It seems like they think she wants to be there, right? Like that she's just been right. indoctrinated into the tribe. Yeah, I just don't. That's the other thing too. Is like this whole idea of the bandits. Like, <laughs> I understand we have like these kingdoms, but I'm still like, why are there bandits? Like, what is your purpose? Like, what do you do? I, I view them less as bandits and more as like quote unquote revolutionaries or rebels. Like they just disagree with the overall nation they live in. That's more what I think the word they're looking for is rather than bandit. Because mm-hmm. it looks like they have like actual structures and stuff in this bandit camp. 
Yeah. It's like, I get it. Like, I understand, like, what a band it is. But, like, <laughs> in t- terms of this show, it doesn't make a lot of sense. That, but... That's what I mean. I just don't think they're actually bandits. That's why right. I think it so doesn't it make could sense. just be, um, like, uh, uh, propaganda by the, the nations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Maybe. probably. I mean, I don't. I don't think we the show has given indication of that yet. But um, we do. We do get in. We do get this like societal structure, and there's like elements of propaganda in the Ruby universe. I, I buy that at least. But we'll see what the what the Raven tribe is. Yeah, maybe we'll get into like Raven isn't actually bad type of plotline. Please, please. I guess I just want my child Yang to be happy. <laughs> yeah well what would make yang happier uh is it yeah honestly is it um i don't know because yeah well so yang's headed there we'll, we'll see how that goes but um i don't know uh, andy thoughts on the spring maiden being with uh raven i i'm not sure honestly i don't have a lot of opinions on it cause I haven't, I, i'd like to see what her actual attitude and personality is because this is just one picture of her and maybe she's just mad in this picture because she's talking to cinder but maybe we'll see more and she's actually like a bubbly personality i don't know these, these intros always are really disingenuous i think to what actually happens yeah so, yeah they're not real shots uh, yeah yeah so i'm not really basing a lot on this her character well, design is we, fine she looks really punkish and i like that yeah delaney it'll be interesting like we've seen raven and like interact with crow and like seeing like more of that i guess like who raven is and like are they just like the like the just the saddest siblings i just like <laughs> yeah I, de- I definitely have questions about like how they grew up and um why it has turned out this way i feel like we've gotten into it a little bit in the show before but that might be interesting to get into more definitely forgot also yeah Andy. also question how does john know that raven is yang's mother is that like because he had, a he because he had to ask to reorient the audience and John is the voice okay. of the audience. That's like, why. It, like it feels weird for him. I mean, to I don't ask know. He's been a, like he's a... been around. He picks up on things. Sure. No, he like doesn't. I feel like it's better if Ruby asked that question. Sorry. Well, Ruby's Sorry. Not, Ru- felt... We had to get in the requisite John dialogue in this episode. So. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah. So that was our. That's where we're going. That should have been another. Pre- that should have been another preface. Like me and Dylan hate John. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how much he's in the season. Probably a lot, but we, at least there's not a lot to talk about in this one. <laughs> Other than that, I can't even remember what he said in the episode. Which is good. Yeah, good, good. Ruby also didn't have a lot. I, Ruby said something about comic books, and um, yes, as like, since when does Ruby read comic books? Has that been established? And uh, other than that, I don't remember. But it felt like she was there. Like it, they used her presence a lot better than the last season. Even if she I wasn't talking much. She did seem, Which, yeah, because Oscar asked for her um, and stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 it would have been nice to see more. I'm still definitely would have liked more Ruby in this episode, but it was it was fine. Um, so yeah, that's the Spring Maiden check in. Looks like that's going to be a plot element this season. Um, kind of makes sense if like each of these seasons in this giant 13 season arc is uh is uh going after like one of the maidens, and then we can uh, maybe move on eventually. But so we'll we'll see what we do with the Spring Maiden. Raven has her. Um. Let's get into the uh, Oscar stuff. That was actual plot movement in the episode. Um, so the first, very confusingly, we get the actual volume four post credit scene just blatantly in the episode. Um, they just repeated it. I didn't even I, notice because I I, I, so I, I recognized the scene. I just wasn't sure from where. And now you've mentioned it. I'm like, that is. Yeah, really I at first weird. I did not at first remember that we'd seen the scene already. But this is the the scene with um, Oscar approaching Crow at the bar. It exactly is just what we saw at the end of last season. Right. So um, this further confuses me as to the canonness of um, of Ruby post credit scenes, because the infamous volume two post credit scene that made no sense. Um, yes. and then here it's obviously is what happened, but it wasn't on the right timeline. Um, so I don't know what's happening. And the volume three, I guess was crow turning into crow, which turned out true. Right. Yeah. Was, did, did we confirm that that's, I, I think, so, okay. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. So I, what I, I think it's unclear still, Yeah. but he kind of did it off screen. I think a couple times. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. So we see, so Oscar approaches Crow. Crow immediately knows it's, um, Ozpin because he asked for his cane, I guess. And then, um, yeah. Oscar goes, I feel like Crow should have more of a security check than, um, summarily he gets drunk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, of course, that's a thing. typical Crow. Um, 
kind of annoyed that that continued character trait of him that being like the only thing he ever does but i get it. but i do think they did better with the joking about it at the end it was it, it seemed it seemed i don't know i don't usually like him being drunk but i think the ending scene was a little funnier than it normally is when they do this yeah kind at, of le- stuff. at least they like treated it as like inappropriate behavior for the situation yeah as opposed to kind yeah. Of, yeah like it's not that not that you know him drinking is inherently a problem, but he's around a bunch of kids and is the one yeah. that should be taking responsibility here. So I'm glad at least we addressed that. Um, yeah. yeah, Oscar comes home with Drunk Crow um, and uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's Ozpin. <laughs> so it's very the... Avatar, like, you know, like when they're embossing, say. Yes, and... yes. Well, Delaney, the season uh, I've read is very much based on bossing, say, in Avatar. Um, the Mistral City. Yeah. Yeah. The se- it's almost as if the whole show. Well, this whole show is based on Avatar, but specifically, I think Miles in the interview said that Mistral, the city, is based off of bossing, say. They, they Crow mentions in the beginning that the higher up you go in the city, the higher, like, caster. Like, yeah. like the rings. Yeah. So it's, it's di- directly based on the bossing, say, rings. Yeah. I agree. This is This feels like they're at the Earth Kingdom house. Yeah. There, the one that like Toph punches the wall through or something. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I like that dynamic. But um, we have the Ruby and Crow, Ruby and uh, Oscar introduction. Um, Oscar says, "You have silver eyes." To Ruby. Oh, uh, you can say <laughs> you have silver eyes. Yeah. Like, let's be really creepy about it. Yeah. As if Ozpin has never seen her eyes before. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think that's Oscar talking, not Ozpin. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Oz, I don't think Ozpin can directly talk through Oscar. He just has to like whisper in his head. I think that's what we've established. That's fair. Yeah. Well, he's like, Shh. yeah. So, uh, what do we think of this uh, tension-filled Oscar and Ruby reunion <laughs> or not or, uh, meeting? Is is this the beginning of the ship? We've talked about this before, Delaney. Oh God. No, okay. One, Ruby, Oscar is Ruby's little brother. That's what I've decided. Okay. And yeah. There's this there's this fan comic of Oscar and Ruby meeting and Oscar says you have silver eyes and and I don't know how and and Ruby responds you have avocado eyes but I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why that they did like was that based on anything like why did they just do that fan comic like is the is the thing that happened but it's oh my god uh yeah i don't know is that what you were waiting for dill that's what you expected to happen it's what i just keep seeing people posting this and it it literally happened in the show with uh oscar asking you have silver eyes so i don't know what the point of him asking that is went like cray cray like i assume it has a plot relevance um, well, the, her silver eyes is like why she went like super saiyan. Well, or yeah, whatever. I get, I get, no, I get the silver eyes. I have a actual, but like, why does Oscar that a meaning to Oscar him? I so. think I doesn't think he, he like know things? I don't know. It's not, yeah. not clear. I think he was mentioning it to to try to prove to the kids that he was Ozpin, maybe because they might not trust Drunk Crow. Uh, I, I, don't I didn't know. get that. that I, I didn't get that impression, for. but it's possible that that's what they're going for um yeah. i don't know anyway that we'll be tracking if the show attempts to do ruby and oscar if they do we're gonna be very mad basically yeah. also john put his hand on ruby's shoulder for a really I long know, time it was awful. And they did not oh my like God. It. yeah at least they didn't focus on that but um i've been waiting for he did podcast to yell about it. <laughs> so we're tracking the uh which infuriating ruby and male ship will they do ruby and john or ruby and oscar i could act- if Ruby and Oscar won't make me want to literally like pop my head off my shoulders, at least. Uh, no, I'd still be very bad. I mean, I'd be bad. Not, I mean, Ru- not Ruby and John levels, man. Yeah, we still need to establish how old Oscar is because did we? Wait, it might have last season. Yeah. Maybe I think I because I feel like he's too young for Ruby. Anyway, um, Ruby's like sixteen now, so Ruby's too young for Ruby. Yeah. Um. Just uh. Yeah. That we'll we'll track that as we go on. But yeah, that's I've I enjoyed that we did not put off the Oscar with the team thing here. So that's not going to be all season. Oscar's there. Just explain it next week, please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Explain, explain more things. But also, um, Oscar, uh, like he he uh, also like uh, Os- Oscar means Osbin is there. So um, I think that maybe Oz can explain Osbin can explain things to us now and not have us just do nothing because Crow is like incompetent. So I think that'll be helpful. That means we have more explaining scenes, and I kind of am kind of done with them now. We had a good one this episode. Can we just get to the fighting yeah, and the yeah. getting Ruby together yeah, now? No more exposition, but uh, just, as long I just need to know why Ozpin is Oscar. Just after that, I don't care anymore. I just need to know. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I agree. Let's establish the Ozpin regeneration. Uh, he finds someone with his name starts with Oz, <laughs> and that's it. yeah, that's how that works. Okay, so yeah, well, maybe we'll get into that. Although I doubt it. Um, so. Th- 
as as mentioned, we meet we we finally arrive at Mistral in the beginning of this episode, and we go to Haven um, within Mistral. Crow, by the way, Crow is fine. Not that I remembered that from last season because I think that happened very quickly at the end. But um, yeah, Crow was dying, and now he's fine. Yep. yep. And they joked about it. They're like, yeah, yeah. Only one of us almost died. Yep. So didn't didn't enjoy that, but <laughs> he's not. I mean, Crow can live. Like that's fine. But um, like this was very fast. <laughs> It just it felt was, that was the thing that that's this episode just felt very sudden. Yeah, it, if that makes it, sense, it did. Yeah, and I appreciated that we continued right after, seemingly, but um, and that we we did things fast. But yeah, I, I, I guess it's it, at least it happened in between seasons and not in, like between episodes. Whatever, he crows fine. Um, we see we're introduced to Mistral. As we said, they do this new snapshot device. Um, this is very reminiscent to me of this new thing Studio Mirror is doing. Uh, Voltron, at least once a season, has this uh, thing where they just show pictures instead of, and they animated a little yeah. bit. But um, and they also this is is just a new Studio Mirror thing because they also did this on Lego Elves. Um, so uh, I I like I don't like it for Studio Mirror just because their animation is so good. But why I enjoyed it for Ruby is because it allowed for a lot more detailed shots. Um, we had like some really well drawn background characters, and that's always been a thing with the show. Bat, we went from literal shadows in the beginning to <laughs> now we yeah. have like detailed portraits of them in these snapshots. Um, like I don't think this is a device you want to use all the time. Um, but I, I think this is like the right time to do it, orienting us to a new city. And also we just spent a minute on the welcome to Mistral package. So like, that was fine. Like, uh, just show some snapshots. And there's another thing that went along with these snapshots. But, um, yeah, why didn't you like it, Andy? I, I, I want to be clear. I think this device can be used well. I just think that this was the wrong way to use it in the situation. I didn't really get the scale for this city, and I really wish they used these portrait shots to at least give us an idea of the structure of the city and not like little market scenes. Yeah. That's really what I was upset about. Yeah, that, that's true, that's true. Because like we get a sense from that, like you go up, like from what Crow yes. says, but I didn't see that at all happening in the episode. I didn't under. Yeah. I don't understand the structure, and I'd really appreciate knowing that, but. Like these portraits just don't help at all. Also, in these portraits, um, as the Ruby fandom pointed out, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Check. But um, okay, uh, Delaney, what do you what do okay. you think of the snapshots? Well, I thought they felt really weird. Like to me, it felt out of place in Ruby. Which, like again, like I am the production quality and like the the animation is like incredible. Like going from watching Volume One to now, it's incredible. And like I remember, like when the opening scene of like them in the tunnel, I was like, that's a really nice looking brick. Like. <laughs> wow y'all that looks really good and then like i just didn't like it like it just felt weird to me like i didn't i didn't understand at first i was like why are they not moving like i was just yeah. really weirded out um i mean i understand why you would do it and i do think like it's great for her. i mean i would love i like i like when they try to do different things and like that you know especially because ruby itself can get very stale and it's nice when they like throw different things in there and they're always like they're always doing better with like they're directing and they're like how the show looks, but it just felt weird to me. Like I was, I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely like a device that doesn't really make any sense in the context of like moving animation. So like, that's why I don't like it in Voltron. It's your show's already gorgeous. You don't need these shots. Um, why I liked it here for Ruby is because this actually like improved the visuals of, of what we would have been seeing otherwise orienting us to Mistral. And I also do just like, uh, trying new things with Ruby and, um, like uh, just springing some more life into the show. So uh, I, I, I'm interested to see if they do more devices like this, if they try this again. Um, in general, though, I think the more important thing is that this is, again, one of the one of, if not, again, the most uh, like well animated episodes that the, the show's done. So they, they continue to have really great production quality. It was very pretty. Yeah. And, okay, so as mentioned, uh, in these shots, so um, we did our, uh, Miles Carey and the crew did their annual Tumblr uh, uh. ask session uh, this year. And last year, they, um, they really failed with the, they always get asked, uh, when are there going to be non-straight people on the show? And last year, they got asked that, and they just really had a horrible answer. Um, it was just kind of, like, offensive. Um, this year, they were asked that again, and they learned their lesson. They just said, yep, it's coming. So, um, better answer, but um. we're very skeptical. But here, in one of these snapshots, we see a male-male couple. Um, very obvious. They're like holding a thing that's a heart. <laughs> um, it's, uh, they have like one as their arm around the other. So it happens. Uh, we have in a literal one painting background shot, we see a, a gay couple delaying. I didn't see them. I'm so shook. Yeah. 
What do, what do you think now hearing that? I'm always, I always see the gay. What happened? Like I dropped the ball. I'm... Um, if this is what they mean, I am literally <laughs> going to teleport and kick them in the face. I'm like literally teleport. Wow. That's impressive. I will literally teleport. I will pop out of existence and pop back into existence okay. and kick them in the face. Uh, like this was great. This happened on star. Yes. And that was amazing. Because that's also different because, like, that was also kind of a mirror to, like, the straight romance that was going on, like, in the show. And, like, I also have a slightly more confidence in Star vs. the Forces of Evil of actually doing it. The thing is, Rooster Teeth has no excuse. Like, Star can be like, it's Disney. And it's like, okay. But, like, come on. Like, (laughs) we're on volume five. And we have these gorgeous, awesome, really close female characters and like you just keep inserting these stupid male characters and it's like stop it yeah so um yeah so star did a uh male male kiss in the background of one of their episodes and it was moving and it was like on screen for maybe slightly longer than this although this this did stayed on for a few seconds um but uh yeah i mean we don't need to get into the disney excuse versus rooster teeth excuse rooster teeth has advertisers and stuff too but i agree i agree they, they should have less of an excuse they're also the ones producing their own show um yeah uh andy it, not to excuse disney for the right, record yeah. and andy what do you think of this i I, I agree with everything Delaney said, but I also want to say that I think that um, another part to think about with this with the Star versus Ruby thing is that Star has a structure of like Marco and Star, and that's kind of it. And it makes it makes quote unquote sense that they'd be pushing for that romance and like they're cute together. But this show, it's about four women. I know. Why is, it's like, that's what's frustrating about this. The show is all about women. That's what Monty made it for. We have not, not. This is not an attack against Miles and Carrie. This is just how it is it's just it's ruby weiss blake and yang none of them are gay okay well then we have nora and we have pira and we have and like i could go on and on and on and on and on and none of them are gay it makes no sense it just doesn't and they all and they just keep introducing john and oscar and we're like we're more we think it's more likely that they're going to be together than any of the the gay ships and that's just doesn't seem possible but it is and they don't do it every single season yeah so it's really okay so focus if you just take this in a vacuum i think it's great that they put this uh the two males together on this um snapshot and they like clearly displayed romance between the the two and i think it was a great inclusion in the episode and i do think they should be applauded for this like this is a great step forward and um yeah like this is i just without any context of their previous like the context of expectations of the series or their previous comments like i think that this is just a great action um so i i really in context it's rude um yeah so i i don't know it's it like in context it's almost taunting like in all honesty yeah right so you can definitely make the case that they're clearly queer baiting based on their previous comments right and like i am like if they do like i mean if it's maybe this season or like whatever sure that'd be awesome but like I mean, it's just getting to the point where it's like, is it going to happen? Yeah, I'm. I'm always. Like, I'm. I'm fully convinced it's not going right. to happen. Even even though this even this inserted scene that I didn't even notice, and I always see the gay. Like, yeah, I think I think that um, I I want to say that it's not this 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 scene's like the problems are not about the scene. It's just about the context of the show itself. Right. No, it's the context. Right. Like the. This is awesome. Like, like, like you said, in a vacuum, this is incredible, and this is a great step forward for the show. But in context, it's like, really? Yeah, I, I, I always, it's- I always don't like arguments that are that are like a, a small step forward, and it's like that's like an active negative. Um, I feel like you were just like misplacing the the frustrations, but yeah, it it is like I definitely have zero confidence that we're gonna actually see any of the main characters with um feelings or romance towards another uh towards another character uh just in a non-straight situation so uh it's it's like it would be great to actually see anything displayed on the show like the pre their previous comments were um the characters don't need to like there are a gay characters or character but um we just don't need to show it basically is what they said and like that was always terrible so we're like moving ahead we're actually showing something um you know i it's it's like let's give it at least a few weeks <laughs> i don't know like maybe this is a sign of a new era but yeah it is it is just very frustrating that the show seemingly has no intentions of doing this on wi- a wider scale especially yeah. considering like like what um andy was saying is that like 
in Star, like we have like there's all there's always been this undercurrent of like Starco. There aren't really like in, like there never really was like a lot of romance or focus in Ruby, and then we had Jean and Pira, and then like we just and then we just you know there's Neptune and like all this non like yeah. Sun and I hate him and like. <laughs> They like just let's just throw like all these characters in there and like start stuff when like there isn't a reason to. And then it also like it just feels awkward in general. Right. So the argument would be that other shows have um, straight couples as part of like their DNA and this show doesn't. But it inserts these straight couples after will while not also inserting the gay couples. And I guess the counter argument is that there's no romance in there's no expectations of romance at all. And I feel like the abnormalities are the straight ones that they've done. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's definitely frustrating. And um, like, I think that the most frequent comment you'll hear from people who don't like us talking about this type of thing is like, you're just like pushing for your ships to happen. And um, it's, it's not about the ships happening. It's about just any sort of representation anywhere on the show. I don't really, it doesn't really matter where it's coming from as long as it's from a prominent uh, place uh, on the show like the thing like it's not it's also it's not just like like there's the um like there it's like there's a spectrum of like female to female interaction going from platonic to romantic and like this idea like the uh, it's the lesbian continuum and like this idea that like you have this show with prominent female characters and like you know, they have a lot, like, their friendships, like, their interactions with each other, and then we get, and then, literally, we blow up the team, and we, they're not together for a season, and you're actually unraveling the DNA of the show, and, like, per- why I personally watch it, and I know Dylan also watches it, because we like the characters all together, and then, and then to to separate them and to further keep, like, like, come on, like, it's ridiculous, and, like, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense, like, there should, like, there has to, like, come on, like, this isn't, like, and, you know, if you're like, oh, people, there aren't that many gays, but, like, shut up, one. And then, like, come on. Like, are you serious? Like, it's just, it's just, it's one, it's just so painfully obvious that it's not there and it should be. And it's just awful. Right. And it's also just in the context of the people making it. And we know their previous comments on things like Korosami. And it's just, it's frustrating that the people writing the show seemingly are not having an interest in doing anything like this and don't care. Um, I do think that, uh, further, by the way, um, we, we, we talk negatively about Miles and Caroline. I do think that they are generally progressive people and um, are like, like not they're not you know compared to people who comment on the show you'd be surprised like this is like they, these these guys i do think that there's a chance that they would have an interest in doing something like this i, I and i hope that they, they've gotten a push and um would uh and and would approach it at some point this season and it doesn't matter what specific ship like i think that but i don't like i personally ship white rose the most um bumblebee i think makes the most sense for the series to do and i think that they've just been doing it since the beginning and um it's it's like we're pr- pursuing blake and son and we're pursuing neptune and weiss and on and john and nora or john and um pira and um but we have no interest in you know blake and yang so we'll we'll see we'll see what we're doing um the one thing to say is that the show always this show clearly has a long term perspective on things. It is possible that we are holding back the the Bumblebee for later seasons because they're not thinking of this as season five; they're thinking of this as season five of thirteen, right? So it's still maybe oh early God. in the show's run. Okay. Anyway, we'll see. So there's our 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 ten minute long uh, progressive discussion that'll infuriate a lot of people. Great. Okay. Um, we we haven't <laughs> we haven't yet talked about uh the check ins on our other characters. So Weiss is on a cargo ship on the way on her way to. I got excited. On, I didn't think we were going to see her on the ship. Yeah. I was like, yeah, on her way to Mistral. Yeah. Um. So this is where Ruby is, and um, Weiss is there, and seemingly would should not take that long to get there. Yeah. <laughs> expect like five episodes of her on that ship for no, no reason I, yeah. then yep. uh so then they get a distress call and they ignore it um so i what i've heard uh and i don't know i, I sorry for not being 100 percent informed fandom um is that uh the ship will get shot down uh by potentially raven's tribe um interesting they are uh, they are over that area i don't know if that's speculation or based on something but yeah so um th- i thought they, i thought they were being attacked by grim um who is the, the ship, the distress signal thing she's talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it may or may be unrelated to the call, so the distress. But uh, yeah, so it's um, 
it's that if that happens then at least that they're not just on the ship for a while and they are there is movement towards all the characters being together like that is where yang is going and potentially Ruby. oh so this pilot is not interesting <laughs> like i don't care <laughs> it's like just yeah just give me my money yep good character okay so that's where weiss is um blake is in menagerie uh there, we briefly see her dad, her mom, and son. Um, they're mad at stuff that I don't remember that happened last season. And then um, Ilya, Ilya comes down. And uh, Ilya apparently took the fall for Corsic and Finnick. And um, they have like the scroll of evidence. And uh, Blake plans on presenting this to everyone in Menagerie to turn them against the White Fang in Menagerie. Um, but uh, Ilya says, not going to work. You should leave Menagerie, Blake. I agree, Ilya. Yeah, no, I'm like, Blake, it's not going like, to go go away. And leave son. Just just go. Yeah, you, leave you go. him. He's having fun with your parents. Yeah, just he can stay. Yeah, just leave him. Um, yeah, I'm, I was excited for more Ilya here, although I don't think she's particularly interesting in the scene. Um, I, like, uh, this. at least we have movement here, right? I think that things yes. are happening, and I don't think Blake's just staying on Menagerie for the whole season. I think that... Um, like I think clearly this conflict needs to come to a head in order for also the white thing stuff. is just like frustrating. Yeah. Like it's been stale for a while and it's just like, what are we doing with it? And like, they're like, uh... yeah, we've just been, been in this constant state of the white fang is evil everywhere, despite the fact that apparently they're not. So like, we just see no evidence that they're not evil. Um, right. But yeah, so that, that needs to boil over in order for the mistral attack to happen. So I think that, um, something's gonna happen here. I don't know. Whatever. I I enjoyed checking in on Blake and Ellie. I don't have a lot to say about this part. Andy thoughts? Like it was, I was just like Blake. Yeah. Blake's here. Blake. <laughs> like, that's yeah. It. I don't have a lot to say about the Blake stuff. I have more to say about the Yang stuff. Yeah, me I mean, we did see a little bit of Ilya, Ilya at the be in the intro. We saw Ilya. She has like a kind of like a chameleon's tongue. Like it shoots out over and over again. It was kind of cool looking. Yeah. She's also also in the Blake character short. Um. Really, the char- Blake character shorts about Ilya, really not short. Blake. Yeah, which is frustrating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Delaney, what are your hope? Blake's your fave. What are your hopes and dreams this season with Blake? Okay, what Bumblebee number one? Um, okay, Blake just Blake doing awesome, cool things. She like kicks Sun in the face, and like I just want Blake to be around and doing cool things. Um, yeah, I just love Blake, and I just want her to be everywhere. Yeah, more. Yeah, so we'll see. She did. Pro- Need more she blood. was, I think, on the screen the most out of all of the. I guess Yang was also there for a while out of the three of them. But um, yeah, we'll see what we're doing with Blake here. Yang um, is uh, go, goes up to like a gas station bar. <laughs> the- yeah, I don't know what was going on. With that. Like, okay. Interesting. And um, she gets a water, <laughs> and uh, this this guy is like hitting on her. I don't think she's too young to drink. I think she's like eighteen. Which is too young in some places in America, but clearly wouldn't be in the Ruby world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I believe that they're they probably aged a year, and Yang's eighteen at this point. I, I agree. Um, and um, the gets uh, just like punches this the the creep with her semblance powers, which didn't didn't make a lot of sense to me given what we've learned about her semblance. But um, and she he just bounces around the room, and then we learn that Yang is looking for Raven. Dun, dun, dun. What was your thoughts on the Yang stuff, Delaney? Um, I wanted her to punch the creep sooner because he was making me physically uncomfortable. And then I think it should have caved his face in. Like, <laughs> that looks like that hurt. And then the fact that at the end he's like, I heard, like, shut up. Like, go yeah, away. I mean, Just run him up. Might be on screen again next episode. Cause, uh... Okay, that's okay. I'm really frustrated. Like, so Ruby is with Jean and Rin, and it's like whatever, fine, and Crow. But then like Weiss has to, there ha- has to be a male pilot, and then Blake has to be with Sun, and then now we have this random gross dude that apparently has to be with Yang for at least another episode. Uh, yeah, and Yang was with Tai Yang before. I agree, and Blake was with her dad before. Yeah, this the show. Yeah, I agree. The show uh, separated the. the- the the four female leads and then just had them all have like a male chaperone and it's yeah. frustrating and it's stupid like it's so stupid it just happened like it's like if if it happened to like one of them it'd be like okay but it was like literally all of them that ha- that happened yeah no and it's yeah it's, it's it's infuriating and like yang doesn't need this dude like <laughs> 
go away. Yeah. So let me give, um, I wonder, yeah, let me give my, uh, this is my least favorite scene in the episode by a lot. I think the episode is like fine. And then this Yang scene is terrible in my opinion. Um, and the reason is because we are like continue. I've always had an issue with the characterization of Yang, um, just from like a show's perspective. I feel like this is the most blatant example of the show, like sexualizing and fetishizing Yang. And it's and yes. it's just really creepy. Um, like yes, it's a it's supposed to be a creepy guy doing that, but just why? Why do we need to see this? Like, this is the most prominent aspect of Yang that the first episode of the season we're checking in. I know that she's like hot. Like that's that's what we need to display here from her. Um, it's like. She could have just been climbing on the motorcycle. Like, that's it. That's all we needed to have. This is just such a male vantage point written scene. It's so, yes, so blatant. Like 100%. Like, this is not an interesting aspect of Yang. Like, uh, no. Just, She's looking for her mom, and this is what they focus I've on. Always th- I've it, always thought that the show just, like, blatantly fetishizes her with her outfits and stuff. And, like, this is just so, it's, it's, it's so much more blatant than it's been before. And it's even worse because they go from her being hot to her having PTSD. So her being hot is more important than the fact that she still has some some issues to deal with. And it's really right. annoying. I just yeah, I just don't understand why this is an aspect of her character you need to display in this scene, in this episode. Um, it's, it's yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, uh, Yang's a lot of people's favorites. And I'm, I was like, cool. Um, like, the, like, she's a cool character. It's just, I've, I'm always just like, she's cool, but she's written in this kind of like, fetishy way by these guys and um that's why i've always not super connected with her and i've always not really i've always been afraid to say it because it's not really it's it, there hasn't been a lot of evidence there but okay thank you show now i have evidence to make this claim so <laughs> oh, take the man. scene out in this and episode also, it's just like it's even like these characters like we've established like they're very young yeah yeah yang's cl- clearly and, like, seen as a doing child it. too by, by people yeah and it's awful yeah. like stop it I think they have this uh, this problem to a much lesser extent with Weiss, and um, they're yes. fine. They, they do a good job with Ruby and not doing anything with her, but yet... And they do it with Blake, too, like, with her new outfit. Yeah. Well, yeah, all yeah. the outfits are... Even Ruby, but yeah, it's... um And yeah. then, um but yeah, this, it's just... The show's always done at this yang, and um yeah, I think take the scene out in this episode is, like, actively good, and with this scene, I think it's, like, whatever, basically, is my opinion um just very frustrating there and about her sem- her sem- so she, she goes red eyes and i think last season and believe me i'm not the semblance expert um last is anybody last season oh people in the comments are last season we learned that uh oh yang's semblance question mark is that the more she gets hit the the more she can hit back basically like um, yes right so she but uh she is not hit before this and yet she lashes out very hard at him so maybe this is just not a strong punch from her. I don't know what were, but he bounces around the room. I think my understanding of it is that she's been really infallible. She's been really confident before now. And I think that there's part of her semblance that lets, if she gets hurt, like emotionally or mentally also triggers it. I have a feeling, but that that's just, yeah, a I, guess, I mean, I guess part. that makes sense. Yeah. Now that she's beaten down her semblance is activated. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like that, but it's, could be what's yeah, going be on what going for so uh but um yes can i say something about yang because I, st- I still have something i'm upset yes. about with yang okay so well not upset about but frustrated with because at the end of season four she was on her motorcycle and i was and she stopped to think and i'm like she's going back to she's going to see raven she's definitely going to see raven and that's what we see here but i think that this is a retcon i'm like really convinced that they just retcon this because that article that came out right before this season how they're trying to get all of team ruby together this season and like it's their fault that they're apart and they're really frustrated they're not together and i think they just went well let's just have all of them go to raven because that's a place we can have them go really whatever and that's what this feels so you don't like you don't think like, they intended her to be on her way to raven last season no i yeah i, I think, think we talked about that she was going I, to ruby right i think yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I think she's going. I think she was supposed to go into Ruby because at the end of at the when she took her turn, she like she like made a comment that sounded like I'm coming, sis, or something like that. And it's like, did they just change that so that they could get them together quicker? I'm fine with that, but it seems like pretty a blatant retcon if that's true. Yeah, I think the, I I agree. I didn't get the impression at the end of last season. Um, and I do get the impression also- from interviews that uh. Yeah, they they've realized that people are frustrated with this, and they intend to yeah. fix it a little bit. That that team Ruby's not together. Yeah. Also, the Yang short 
seems to imply that she's going to Ruby because she's thinking about Ruby. That that's also true. Yeah, in the Yang in the yeah. Yeah, in the Yang shirt, which they also frustratingly did not release until the <laughs> until the yeah. same time as episode one. We're gonna podcast on all the shorts, but then they just held off the last one until the actual episode premiered. Um, and uh, it's yeah, she's just there's a flashback of her with Ruby, and then she's like thinking about that as she's driving. As yeah, so um, whatever. Like let's get them all together in the fight for Raven. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the only one who's not at going to Raven at this point is Blake. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. There. And I'm curious as to how that will like, like how is she tied to the White Fang? Maybe like how is Blake gonna yeah. like get? I there? mean, Blake is fighting oh. the White Fang, so like they make, it would make sense if like Blake has always been on a trajectory to go to Mistral at least. So um, right. we're still heading there. It is possible though that we have Team Ruby minus Blake. <laughs> that is possible. Yeah, I'd be literally no. fine if Blake just teleported. I'd literally be fine if she just appeared there. Somehow. Yeah, that, that'd be it fine. Just, it would I never agree. I wouldn't complain. I'd be like, I'm fine with this. Okay, and then the last thing, as mentioned, we had the um, new intro. Um, I think the the two most prominent things, I think, are the Spring Maiden and Team Ruby together at the end with, like, giant um, uh, Salem. But um, what do we think of, more importantly, the song? It's awesome. Like, I was like, yes! Yeah, it's called Carry On, apparently, and... um, I, for me, the Ruby intros always grow as I as I listen to them more. So for now, I'm like, okay, this isn't as good as the last ones. But that's what I said about the volume four, and now that's one of my favorites. So I don't know. Yeah, I but really like Kay- this one. Casey Williams just is she's getting so much better. I mean, she did volume one when she was like 15, I, I think, the intro, and now she just sounds so much older, and it's there's a lot more to her voice, and it sounds really good. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, the volume one and two intros are still great, uh, classic. So no, I'm not yeah. saying they're bad. I'm just saying it's very different. It is, you can it tell that it's yeah. kind of. Yeah. So um, there, there you go on Welcome to Haven. Overall, we were somewhat positive about it. Thumbs up. <laughs> um, Delaney, uh, anything we can talk about or final comments? I just just get Team Ruby back together. That's all I want. Can't, okay, you just you gotta say, save that for like three episodes down the line. I think. No, I'm just so <laughs> tired. I'm so tired. Okay. Already, already, we're hoping for it. Um, Andy, final comments. Uh, I'm excited for like the most anime thing thing ever in the intro, which is Weiss is using her um knight to throw herself while she's standing on its sword. It's like the most <laughs> absurd thing ever, and I love it. She's I'm like, what are you doing, Weiss? Why are you standing on a sword out of a giant knight? But it's really funny. I like it. Yeah, let's do more Weiss summoning. That'll be good. Yeah, yes. she. I think she summoned again in the her short too. That was a while ago, though. That short. I but. think so. Is she she summoned a like a sword arm at one. No, no, no. I think Winter summoned it I to save okay. Weiss. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, good, yeah, on the right track here with the season. Um, like I think the season's going to be fourteen episodes too longer than normal. Um, I think we're get, it's going to be largely defined by whether Team Ruby reunites in episode seven versus like the finale of the season. Um, right. This is just another season of Team Ruby apart, and they, they. I think I do think they will meet by the end, but I do think it is in play that it's just the last episode, um, which is frustrating. So, uh, it's 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 clearly the show is possible of kind of interesting things without them together. But and there are a lot of people who like the Ranger dynamic, and I don't think you, the Ranger dynamic needs to go away if you bring back Team Ruby. Like they can all just kind of hang out. But um, it's 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 just the show's just been such lacking um, of the the main thing that the the that the series is based on, which is um, these these four leads interacting. So hopefully sooner than later, and. Um, you know, let's see where we go here. Ruby, uh, volume five will be back next week to talk about episode two. As always with, um, Rooster Teeth, it is not all going to be 100% clear that it's a new episode until it airs. So presumably, uh, we'll get a world of remnant during one of these yeah, weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, probably like four or five, like when we think those yeah. are airing. So, um, that's it for this. Let us know what you thought. I do actively encourage comments, despite what I said in the beginning. Just be respectful, you know. Um, you're allowed to say you disagree with anything that we said. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you can comment there, and you can subscribe to us on YouTube to not miss any more Ruby. Um, you can. We'd appreciate iTunes reviews, especially positive ones, on a Ruby-specific feed to counteract the negative ones. And um, search for Ruby Overly Animated. And you could also comment on our website, OverlyAnimated.com. Click on the article uh, that has the podcast on it, and then leave comments there. So. Um, actively encourage all of that. Also, we have a new Discord. Um, if you want to text chat with us about Ruby, the Ruby channel is a little active. Uh, Steve is trying to um, is trying to put forth his theory that Neo is a robot, 
And um, what? Uh, I don't know. Neil was not in this episode, so I don't know why that's on his mind. But he he, he that's what's going on in the Discord. Overlyanimated.com slash Discord. So uh, find, find all that there. And um, you can consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast. Phonician, AK Fusion. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. A uh, bunch of stuff happening at the Overly Animated Podcast, including Voltron Legendary Defender coverage, um, continued Rick and Morty podcasts, a uh, bunch of stuff happening. Find that at OverlyAnimated.com for all of that. Subscribe to us, not miss any of it. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.